2: And welcome to Security and Secure. This is the podcast that I say it's okay not to be okay, hosted by me, Johnny Seafoot. If you've got the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Security and Secure whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five star rating and a review if you enjoyed listening. Now let me tell you about my guest today. My guest is known for being Nicki Minaj's biggest fan... So basically, I don't need to say anything more, really. He's a King's College graduate, graduating in 2017 as a pharmacist before becoming a rising reality star with appearances on both The Apprentice and Celebsco dating last year. 2022 was a year for him. Two massive TV shows, and I'm so excited to see what 2023 has for him and his reflections of the past year. So I'm delighted to welcome to you, my friend, Navid Sol. Hello, Navid. Ooh.
0: Hi, Tony. How's everyone doing? Hope you're well. Happy holidays. Well, not happy holidays. Sorry, happy 2023
2: happy 2023 well what a year 2022 was for you my friend
0: i know you know what johnny 2022 was a manic year i mean i think it was literally i managed to be involved in two shows which were completely diverse it was just incredible like i think it was just an incredible journey honestly
2: it was incredible in the fact of also no one else really does something like that so you know Obviously, we saw Liam go from Love Island straight into Celebsco Dating. But on the whole, from someone from The Apprentice, I mean, only really you and Ryan Mark Parsons have made that jump into another show. But to do it that quickly, what's your secret?
0: I think I kind of broke that barrier that within a few months, I got into Celebsco Dating. I just feel so proud because, you know what? I was like, I I kind of tried to break that path. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to be myself, have fun. And you know what? I just think the whole secret was just being myself, Johnny. I'm just me, like the things that you see and you don't see, Just this is just me, I'm a person that loves to have a banter, who wants to get it in, who wants to joke around. But at the same time, I'm also serious as well when it comes to the whole pharmacy element. Because, you know, when I'm at the pharmacy, I can't be that, oh, I have to bring that professional side or else. I might scare patients away. <laughs> well talk
2: talk to me about that side that that professional side of you being the pharmacist, because you know, you've always wanted to be this big T V star and then you have got this other job. This is your financial job, this is the pay job, yeah. your day job. How do you find being a Navid the showman as well as Navid the pharmacist who's being taken seriously? Because you're giving out medication, like you can't be mucking around.
0: Exactly. and you know what, in all fairness to be honest with you. I know, like, I can switch it on and off. That's the one thing about me. Like, I know when to just, you know, have fun. and then when to switch my brain. The reason also why I've been using these two major TV platforms is to really use my pharmacy element and my pharmacy experience to share useful information to the public, which could be beneficial. I'm using this platform to boost myself as a pharmacist so that I can make an influence or even help people. Being in sort of these huge platforms, it really does help. not really a pharmacist. There's not really a pharmacist person out there. It's always doctors, if you see on TV. So I'm trying to kind of break that niche and trying to put myself forward. I just feel like the public usually think that pharmacists are people that just work in the community, grab medications from the shelf and just hand it over. But we are much more than that. And I just feel like there's not much public knowledge when it comes to what we do and what our role is. So we are the medicines expert. We know how medicines work. We even are prescribers ourselves. So some pharmacists like myself, we can actually prescribe medication. You don't need to see a doctor. When I've got patients coming in, they're like, oh, my God, Navis, I didn't even know that you could prescribe. Like I didn't even know that you knew so much. And I just feel like there's that lack of knowledge out there, and I'm trying to kind of make a voice that listen we are much more than that you don't need to see your gp just come to your pharmacy and we'll be able to help you
2: a hundred percent mate 100%. so what yeah. do you want to do with that what what is that goal then for you as a celebrity pharmacist where do you see yourself going
0: you know what where my vision is and what i'm trying to work through is really to help the public by being on daytime tv trying to talk about medications, health care even when it comes to medical conditions because we know about different medical conditions, and not to be rude to doctors, sometimes we may know much more than them. And trust me, on a daily basis, I see so many mistakes from doctors in terms of the dosage, in terms of the medicines they prescribe, and we have to correct them. So I just feel like if I'm there making that voice and I've got people asking me questions, you know, I can help not just one person, but I can help so many people, which can potentially help save costs towards the NHS.
2: Well, that's what we need to do at the moment. Exactly. We know there's an NHS crisis at the moment. So where are you at, two of these? Are you talking to commissioners? Are you talking to this morning? Obviously, you've just come off of Go Dating, so your profile is massive at the moment. Where are those conversations happening at the moment?
0: So at the moment, um, we're just basically in conversation with ITV. So it's all in talks at the moment. But I'm constantly pushing my agent to have those talks and to have those conversations. So it's all about, look, it's all about just pushing yourself And with me, all I can say, Johnny, is that I'm not a quitter. If people say no, there's always a route where you can find a yes. And that's what I've learned in life.
2: Oh, I love it. Well, let's talk about your life a little bit more now. Let's go back because we know the Slebsco go dating version. We know the TV man, as you've just said, there's that persona, the Nicki Minaj biggest fan. That's what we always get to see. On security Insecure, I don't do that. I'm sorry. I want to know the real you, Navid. So let's go back to your childhood. Talk to me about those moments that made you, what your parents were like of you, and what made you into the showman that you want to be?
0: You know what? To be honest with you, Johnny, that's a very good question. I mean, with myself, I've always had Touchwood, a very supportive family. I mean, you know, we come from... I mean, I was born in Italy, and when I was in Italy, we've always had our, like, nonna, our grandpas. You know, like, it was a really family orientated thing and I'm very close to my family so I just feel like I'm not gonna lie to you though my parents did kind of spoil me a bit because I was the last one born and you know when you're last one born you get spoiled and pampered <laughs> it was a really much loving family and you know what they've always said never be yourself don't be afraid to just you know to not express who you are but obviously there's that element of culture where if you prefer a certain person who is from your you know from the same sex you know it's a bit like uh but still, they're open-minded, even though they want me to be with a girl. I mean, it's what they prefer, but they're still open-minded, if that makes sense. And I just think with me, I've always had this trouble. I was just in the state of confusion because I want, on one side, I want to make my parents happy. Even though they don't mind, they want me to be happy no matter what. But it's always in the back of my mind. And I just think that's what's, that was, you know, it was really holding me back in the sense of dating or being in a relationship with someone.
2: Well, let's talk about those relationships and your coming out journey because it's unique to every single person. Obviously on Celebs Dating, we saw that you were still kind of deciding where you want to go and we'll come to that in a second. But first of all, when was that moment you realised that you were attracted to guys as well as girls?
0: You know what? It was actually after when I finished university, funny enough, it was after uni where I was like, you know what? Let me sit down and actually think, what do I like? What do I want in life? Because it's like during uni... I was always so work focused, you know, with King's, like I was at King's College and they bombard you with so many bloody coursework and assignments, exams. It's like you just don't have time to think. I don't know how some people did it. Some students, they were having the party life and studying, but I wasn't like that so it was really after uni where i was thinking like what do i do now like i don't want to die alone like you know what i mean i want to have a partner it wasn't like a priority but it was always in the back of my mind i mean i was thinking about it but i wasn't like too serious do you know what i mean i was like let me just go with the flow and you know it was really difficult for me mentally you yeah, know it was very mentally yeah it was draining for me to be honest with you because especially at uni i was like people were getting into relationships i saw like People were doing whatever and having fun, and I was just there thinking, "Am I missing something out in life?" But and the thing as as well is that during uni, most of the people in my year they were all from a religious background, so there was no what there was like literally hardly any people expressing who they were. It was more of like a religion. I don't know, religious class year, if I should say, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think of an appropriate word. But, you know, it's like a re- yeah, it was like a religious classroom.
2: Well, this is the thing as well. You're going to be kind of swayed by your peers as well. And there's that peer yeah. pressure on both ways. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're. am I right in thinking you're still a virgin now?
0: I'm still a virgin. I still haven't found anyone. I've done kissing and stuff like that, like intimate kissing, obviously but not anything physical, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's okay as well,
2: because you know you can't be defined by that and some people are in and out of relationships and others put their careers first and you've got a very successful career behind you as well so it's not something that you need to wear as a label I think part of the problem on self-dating is that everyone's got their role to play on the show everyone's that character Liam's the good-looking love island guy who's just come off obviously Laura is the one who's just come out of a long-term relationship who's that older person obviously Sunita we knew with something cow yeah and so you come along and your character on the show your role on the show is that guy who is a virgin who might might be bisexual did you feel pushed in that way by the producers to kind of be like you need to keep exploring or did you think oh actually i kind of know and also sex doesn't really bother me in my day-to-day life i've yeah. never experienced it so i don't know what i'm missing out on
0: yeah exactly you know what to be honest with you i was just really being myself and you know when obviously in the beginning there was that interview with Andrew and Paul where I think it was Paul that mentioned Navid be your authentic self like this is just an act but I'm thinking and I was thinking to myself and I even told Paul this but you know I love that guy Paul is amazing I was like Paul this is me and this is who I am like I do have that funny character you know like you want to have fun it's like does that mean every time I might do like all of that that means it's like a showman or an act not really to be honest because that's just me I'm a person that wants to have fun and it's just my fun side it's not like i'm putting an act on and i feel like that's the message i want to send across is that you can still have fun just you know you can even like you know even have fun by impersonating people i think it's just it's just fun and it's like why not do that life is short have fun and just don't take it seriously i wouldn't agree with the fact that i was a showman because i just don't think that was true that's just me being navid and if you actually ask the people that know me, like my family, even my one friend, because I hardly have any friends, they would say the same thing, this is who I am. And the thing is with me, obviously, since childhood, I always had this thing where people were constantly bullying me. I was always being judged because of my persona, but it made me have a stronger mindset. And um, that's why up to this day, I'm just proud and confident with who I am. I moved to the UK when I was five or six years old and when I came here and I went to school I mean I couldn't speak a word of English I just spoke Italian and bless my sister had to come with me to primary school to be basically the translator because it was only my sister that knew how to speak English and then since primary they're like oh look at this guy like he doesn't know how to speak English or they were throwing pencils at me and that started from like when I was six and then a few months later I had to leave school because I had a serious bone infection Um, I had something called osteomyelitis and I had to basically stay in hospital at St Mary's for seven months and in that seven months I couldn't go outside I was literally stuck in the hospital so I had like these um I guess it's like these teachers that are in hospitals which they come and teach you but I didn't have any sort of friends no one I was just stuck in the hospital bed for seven months and after when I was discharged I went back to primary school I was in a wheelchair and it's just like people were not talking to me. I was just like isolated. And it, and that built up since college and university where people were just bullying for how I look or bullying me, calling me gay. And I, to be honest with you, it started through high school when I was called gay. And I was thinking to myself, what is gay? I didn't even know what gay meant. Like, I didn't even know what that was. That really had a toll on my confidence, on who I am. So it was very hurtful, Johnny. And that's why i just feel like i don't know like what is it that people just did that to me really it was physical as well johnny someone just punched me in my belly or there was basically some five or six guys that were just being really a bully they were like you're gay and they tried to like basically punch or hit my genitals as well when i was in college and it was really disgusting i just came home crying to my mum and dad
2: what did they say
0: but they were really upset and hurt and they went to school to actually complain about that but i just felt like The school that I was in, they weren't doing much. They just think that I was over-exaggerating. And then I had to change school. Literally, Johnny, I changed four schools. It was just, it it wasn't a nice experience. And every time I changed school, it's just still, I didn't make any friends. I just constantly was like, I was kind of isolated. I tried so much to, you know, to talk to people, to just get to know them. And all they did was just ignore me, take the piss out of me, or like draw pictures of me with some weird funny face or something. With a big head, they kept calling me big ears, big head, and they kept bullying on my ears because I've got big ears. They call me Dumbo, like from that Disney film, and all these sorts of names. It was just, it was really horrible, and that's what really, literally knocked down my confidence.
2: And that's probably what internally made you think I need to be straight because this is wrong, and I'm at the age where they must yeah, be right. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and my parents were like, "Narid, why don't you see like a therapist? A therapist could help." But the thing with me, ah. I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful to any therapist. I know they're professionals, but I just thought that seeing a therapist might be embarrassing and B, I thought it might just be a way of where they just take your money... And that's it.
2: Well, how's that changed, though? Because obviously Anna is a therapist. You've had that therapy time with Anna and Paul. And obviously on TV we see, you know, a couple of minutes. But you're in there for like hours on end every single day. And you can't forget the cameras are there. We've seen they're fixed, So
0: yeah, exactly. you had the
2: proper therapy experience then. How did you find that?
0: To be honest, Anna was amazing. I mean, with how she was talking. But you know what? In all fairness with you, Johnny, like the whole experience is quite short. Like you don't, it's not like a proper therapy session where you really have time to talk about more about who you are or your childhood experience because you have to realise it's TV and it's being filmed. You know, you have to be a bit concise with what you say. And it wasn't, you know, with therapy, I think what I believe is it has to be ongoing. But from what I've done with Anna and Paul, they've both helped me well, help. helped me as much as they can. It's not still like the full experience of actually seeing a pro- like a, a therapist in real life. Do you know what I mean, Johnny? No, that's,
2: it's very fair to say that. And I completely yeah. agree with you. And, you know, it can't be you're fixed in, you know, two weeks you've got to take it into like two years people don't just yeah, stop exactly. therapy yeah
0: yeah exactly. but
2: were you kind of told you were going to be given therapy on the show
0: i mean to be honest with you from what i know is that i know that i knew from the beginning that anna is a therapist and she's there to guide you basically on what you might be doing wrong or what could or what you're doing that might be the error in going on date. and i think paul does the same thing i think that they're there and they literally guide you to make sure you really take everything or take as much as you can from today and to be the best version of yourself.
2: And obviously, as it's a reality show like Love Island, they've obviously got a duty of care as well. Do you have yeah. therapy away from the show with like a celebs go dating therapist that's not shown? Or is it it's just Anna and Paul for your therapy?
0: No, to be honest with you, Johnny, they do give a therapist on hand. So with any problem, we even have to do on a weekly basis, a weekly basis, even when the show finished during the show, if there was on any problem, there was always a therapist on hand to be able to basically guide you, or, or if you're experiencing any sort of problem. So, to be honest, there was a lot more support on this, on this, and it, and and it, and it is the honest truth. I did enjoy the whole process. I mean. The whole, I mean, the crew, the people, Adam and Paul, the celebs have all been so loved. There's not a single bad word that I can say because they've just, they're amazing people. Well, of course.
2: And they're dear friends. I mean, they've been on Sir Kyrgyzka many times. I love both of them dearly. They know that. So what are you like dating now? Are you dating again? Or have you gone, look, I've had that moment. I had about a thousand dates. It was intense. I need time to do me now.
0: You know what? I'm actually, I'm dating, but, well, I'm actually, I want to say dating, but I'm like talking to people. But the thing is with me, Johnny, is that one thing I've, what, that I've done when I went on a date once is that I've always brought Sunita with me. Like, Sunita, she's my, like, you know, like we say, like a wing woman. Like, she's the support sister. She's always there for me. And you know what? Because I'm kind of still nervous because I'm still, I wouldn't, you know, I'll be lying to you if I say I'm a pro when it comes to dating because I'm still not, you know, I still need to improve on it. She's always there to support me and guide me. She is literally the biggest support system. And we, li- and we talk every day, like with, uh, with Sunita. If there's a date coming up, I literally have to organize in advance. And I need to tell Sunita if she's free, if she's available, because if she's not free, then I have to tell that person to not meet me until Sunita comes. And then basically, we just talk, we get to know that person. And Sunita there like a support system, really. So, and i just feel like it's more comfortable when you meet a person the first time that you have someone who's experienced because and it has be more of a social gathering i guess the first time you meet someone because you have to see if there's that attraction if you really like them because imagine if you're like on a date with someone and the first day and you've not met them before it's like it's really awkward like imagine if there's no like conversation at least if i've got if i've got someone there to support me we could be like oh sorry we have to go thank you very much like do you know what I mean and she is the best person like she's the biggest support system honestly she's like my biggest sister
2: so what happens though when you want to give your date a kiss and Sunita's just sitting there does she, do you go Sunita look at your phone and say let me just you know
0: well you know the only thing is is that Sunita is like to me you know she gives me the best advice she was like you know you have to like you have to really show that the person likes you I personally believe, like, I wouldn't ever go for a kiss for the first time round or even the second time round. If I was to give a kiss, I, I prefer to do it the sixth time or fifth like fifth or sixth time. I know this may sound stupid from me, but that's something I feel comfortable because I'm a very, like, I am a conservative, like, a conservative person. Like, I don't just want to randomly kiss, like.
2: When it comes to love languages, and if physical touch is one of them, but also for you, a kiss is a massive thing, like a hug is a massive thing because you've not got to that stage of sex, so it's not like you sleep about and you know you sleep on the first date that's a massive thing that is way in the yeah, distance, obviously. so the kiss is the big thing for you at the moment, but that will change over time
0: kiss and also you know what johnny also it's it's also about my behavior when it comes to dating or being in a relationship because with me. One thing about me is that I get too emotionally attached with someone. And I've learned not to get so attached to people straight away. Because obviously with the experience I had before, I was calling that person 20 times a day. Like it was really unhealthy. So I'm just like taking it really slow and I just don't want to get attached too quickly. And that's something that I'm trying to learn.
2: I love that, Navid. I love that, Navid. Final question for you, my friend. What's next for you? 2023, where can we next see you on TV? There must be the third show. You know, the train is going at the moment.
0: Yeah, so what I'm doing is, so on Wednesday, I'm flying off to Dubai, which I'm really excited. I'm going to be meeting with Amir Khan, the boxer, um, and I'm going with one of my social... Well, I'm going with my manager, social media manager. His name is Nav, and he also basically was the one that was styling me as well during the whole process of Celebs Go Dating. I'm going there to actually have talks for a Netflix show. It was a hit on this year's season, I should say. It was a massive hit. Amir Khan, he's the one. A, he's going to be showing me around Dubai. He's actually a friend, and he's going to be showing us around. And the thing is that he may also potentially be involved in the in this in the show that I'm mentioning. That's why.
2: Right. So you're going to be on Bling Empire.
0: Good try, good try, Johnny. You're very clever. <laughs>
2: Am I close or am I there?
0: I'll let let you guys have the guess.
1: Oh, that
2: was amazing. That was Navid. So if you love him like I do, Slubs Go Dating is on all four now. Go and watch the series if you haven't already because it's brilliant. And if you love Slubs Go Dating, Paul C. Bronson, Tom Red Wilson, and there's a couple of episodes of Anna Williamson, are all on the Secure the Insecure Past Library. That's Security Insecure of me, Johnny Seaford. If you like what we had, please do go and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, just go down to the bottom, leave a five-star rating and leave a review. It's so important we spread this word this year that it's okay to not be okay. On social media, I'm at Johnny Seaford at Secure the Insecure Podcast, where you can find me. And I'll be back on Friday with another very special guest. Until then, have a lovely week. I'm Johnny Seaford. Goodbye. <coughs>